You're listening to Confident Chaos Podcast with Dr. Tiffany and Lawyer Lisa. Listen as we talk about anything and everything that you know to be your truth. On this week's episode, we're talking about how to set mid-year goals. The reason we're talking about this is 2020 thus far has been a trash can of a disaster. So we're going to address how we can make goals that are realistic for ourselves moving forward and how to be optimistic. Welcome back, guys. It's episode 12. Today, we are going to talk about something that, you know, I think Lisa and I really both thought we needed to talk about. And, you know, whenever the holidays come around and it's New Year's and we all make these like New Year's resolutions, well, we've all kind of probably not fallen through, uh, followed through on our resolutions because 2020 has been a disaster. Absolute disaster. <laughs> so we were going to talk about mid-year goals, mid-year resolutions, kind of as a way of are we following through in our New Year's resolutions? What should we do? I know we're a little past mid-year, but there's been a lot going on, guys. Yeah, um, we're okay. We're only a month behind mid-year. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's a good time to kind of reevaluate what our resolutions were, if they're still feasible, what we should be doing, kind of goal-oriented episode. I think, yeah, I agree. We talked, we talked about this a couple days ago, and then I realized it was July. July is not mid-year, but close enough. And I think a lot of people's goals that really are striving to meet goals and set goals, I should say set goals first and then meet their goals, most of us, I think, are off of track with whatever we had initially planned, thanks to COVID and all these other things that we've been dealing with. But... This is a way to kind of regroup. And we wanted to give you guys some thoughts and ideas from us on what works for us and how we're going to kind of restructure our goals for 2020 to really make it a really kick-ass year. Well, I think some people do this um, kind of subconsciously. I think I probably do it very subconsciously. I always kind of set new goals and expectations for myself. and, um, And I know some people need to do that more kind of concretely. And so I think this is kind of... You know, if we can talk about more concrete ways of doing this, um, you know, there's some people that need like that to-do list. Some people can do it mentally and some people need to write it down, right? I'm the to-do list lady. That's why you guys can't see me because we're not videoing, but all of our episodes, I have pen and paper and my little notepad and I write everything down. You sometimes do things on your iPad and sometimes we just shoot from the hip, but I'm a pen and paper kind of person. I need to see it written down. So... I saw something online and I, and I want to talk about it because I feel like it's a pretty good kind of mnemonic. And they said, this particular article said, when you're setting goals for yourself, um, one of the mnemonics was SMART. And that stands for uh, a, a specific goal. And I think if you think about, I'm going to touch each one of these. If, from my perspective as a physician, if you're talking about weight loss, right? Oh, I want to lose weight. That doesn't work. You have to set a specific goal for yourself. I want to lose 20 pounds in a year. I want to lose one pound a week, whatever. So specific, measurable, like, can you actually measure the outcome of your goal? Did it happen? Did it not happen? You know, pounds, inches, whatever that might be. Sure. Is the goal even achievable? Okay. So, you know, look, I hate to say that, you know, because obviously anything really is achievable, but don't set a goal for yourself. Like I'm going to be an entrepreneur like Elon Musk by the end of the year. Like, oh, that's yeah. not an achievable goal, right? Yeah. So make it realistic. Yeah. Is, is the goal, uh, or resolution relevant? Is it relevant to what you actually need and what is important to you at this time in your life? And is it time bound? So it's not, I want to lose weight. It, so for instance, I want to lose weight. No, it should be, I want to lose you know, 10 pounds by mid-year because that's going to make me more healthy, right? And by mid-year, I mean July. So it touches each one of these things. And I think if we all think about 
and I use weight loss because it's an easy tool to kind of use because that's what a lot of people do. But yeah. if we think about these things, I think the most real, the most thing that I was gonna say the most realistic thing that's realistic, but that's kind of what I mean. Yeah, I is get it, it a realistic goal? Right. So you're not going to say, well, I want to lose 100 pounds in three months. Like, that's not realistic. Yeah, Don't on, set unrealistic expectations on yourself. So I really like that little mnemonic specific, measurable, achievable, relevant and time bound. And I think if you truly set restrictions on yourself in terms of time, you tend to stick to it a lot better. I would agree. Time is important. Time is important when you're talking about time management. And also it's important when you're just giving yourself a goal with a reasonable time limit to try to accomplish. That's a pretty good uh, mnemonic to use to try to start you know, and, and regroup. I want to challenge everyone today as you guys listen to our podcast and think about what was your original goals that you made in January 2020. And now get out a pen and paper or use your iPad or just brainstorm in your own mind, however you like to you know, organize your thoughts and write some things down now in July and figure out if you've actually achieved any of those goals that you set in January. And come on, guys, give yourself a break. We all have been on hold for multiple months because of COVID. And some of, your, some, of goals, some of your goals that you might have set in January, like for instance for me, they're never going to get met. They're never going to be achieved, I it's should like that, say. I saw that meme. It said, what's the use, most useless thing you bought for, for, what's the most useless thing you bought this year? And someone said a 2020 planner. I'm like, well, that's the freaking truth. Oh, my God. Like, that's, <laughs> it's like, that's out the window. That's gone, though. Yeah, forget yeah. that. It's basically blank for how many months? I mean, come on. <laughs> Shut down and then try to figure out what you're going to do all summer. You know, oh my gosh, that's pretty funny. 2020 calendars. Uh, maybe a 2021 calendar is what I should be purchasing. I don't now even know. Try I, to write I, my notes down. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. To figure all of that out. But I challenge everyone to make new goals. Scratch January 2020 and start over. Redo what your plan is for 2020. We've got a reasonable amount of time left in 2020. I keep hearing people talk you know, during the day, if I'm at Target or whatever, or if I'm meeting with clients or listening to friends talk at, you know, extracurricular activities with my kids or something, and they're like, oh, 2020 was such a crap year. What a shit yeah, year. Yeah, it's like it's not even over. You know, and I'm like, wait a minute. Like, yeah, we had some bad months, guys. I, I agree. I mean, I didn't want to go there right now, but we still have a lot left. But do you ever think that sometimes we just have to kind of see a little bit of the optimistic side of it, too? Absolutely. Meaning that yeah, because the things that you normally would do, you cannot do anymore. However, look, you and I met because of all that. Well, we didn't meet, but we became close because of all of we this stuff. We absolutely right? did. Our friendship has grown we completely have blossomed because through of COVID. COVID. We've blossomed through COVID. And what about our podcast, Tiffany? I mean, that too. this podcast yep. was created because we were all in shutdown yes. during COVID. And mentally, I was going crazy and I needed a break. And this was really the only way I could freely get out of my house without having a million oh, obligations <laughs> that I had to take care of. We'll just leave it at that. But this is how it started. Now it's like our weekly gig and we get to hang with Al and we get to record and we get to talk to you guys about all kinds of interesting topics. Yeah. So I think, you know, again, so circling back. So when we set goals, right, you people need to remember that there's always you can't you can't predict the future. Wrenches are going to get thrown into your plan. So oh, yeah. can you duck and dive and still move forward with your plan? Or is it unequivocally impossible to do that based upon whatever wrench was thrown into your plan? And and I think that, you know, I think people probably shouldn't get as down on themselves as they do when those wrenches get thrown into their plans, because there's some things that you just cannot control. Yeah. Like, a like virus the weather or, or the, the weather. weather. Right. So, you know, like I like to play golf. I might not be playing golf when a tropical cyclone or tropical storm is going to hit us this weekend. As so, and there's nothing I can do about that. And right. During hurricane season. Yeah. So well, you could control your emotions as you react to that. 
Yes, that's my favorite thing ever. I tell people that all the time. Like you can, you cannot control what someone else does, but you can control your reaction to what someone else does. Absolutely. Perfect example of that. We have not been able to take our boat out in a long time. My husband and I planned, we're like, okay, this is going to be the weekend. We're going to do it. So me, I take some me time out of my day. I run to Michael's. I bought some new rafts, some new pool stuff, made sure all of our kids' life jackets were ready to go. And then I look at the phone and yeah, we got hit by a tropical storm. Woohoo. That was a waste of time for a couple minutes, but we can use it on another day. So, but, but that brings up a good point. So you prepared for whatever your goal was going to be. Absolutely. So I feel like some people just set goals, but then they don't set themselves up for success. Sure. I would agree. But what do you mean specifically? Like, um, like for instance, if someone wants to lose weight, okay, well, did you clean out your refrigerator? Did you clean out your pantry? Did you go shopping for good food? Do you have a diet plan? Have you spoken to someone? Have you spoken to your spouse about how you can't have the food in their house? I mean, I could go on and on. Same thing with smoking. Oh yeah. Husband and wife smoke. The wife wants to quit. The husband doesn't. That's going to be hard. That's a monkey be, wrench. Yes. Right so there. That, exactly. So have you set yourself up for success the best way that you can prior to you initiating whatever goal that you're trying to achieve? Well, I think people have to consider what the goal is, number one. And that goes back to the mnemonic that you were mentioning. First of all, if it's a realistic goal, you have to take steps to meet that goal. Right. And understand that you might have to make changes to your goal plan. Your plan initially is probably not going to work the way you had planned for it. If you can't stick to that specific routine, whether it's an involuntary situation or a voluntary situation, involuntary meaning we're in, we're stuck in our homes, we're shut down, we can't go places and do things versus voluntary. Am I going to freak out and get upset and cry because I haven't been able to meet the goal that I had initially met? But one thing I wanted to bring up, which is really, really important and It worked for me. It doesn't work for everybody. I understand that. But I made a promise to myself. It was probably about a month after I met you. We met in December, I think, 2019, Mm -hmm. right? Right right around Christmas time. So I made a goal for myself. January 2020 was going to be the year for me to actually focus on self-care. It sounds silly to say it out loud, but for me, I had to really set a goal. And when you talk about what does that mean, well, sure, self-care is a big topic you know a lot of things could fall under it for me it was whatever I needed for that week I was going to accomplish for me selfish maybe but for me it was a personal goal I decided that no matter what two hours of every single week was going to be my time so seven days a week come on right right but it doesn't always work like that especially not with my type of life and my busy routine and my kids and my husband and my, my practice I had to really make a promise. I'm going to take two hours and I divided it up however I want. I gave myself the ability to change per week because obviously just like you, our schedules change every week and it's hard. So I said whether it's 15 minutes every day to 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. obviously, and then some extra time on the weekend for myself. And if I couldn't take the time during the weekday, I made my husband and my children understand it's going to be two hours on the weekend and it's going to be when I pick not when you guys pick it, not based on your moods, not based upon your husband's plans or my husband's plans or whatever. It was based on me. And by doing that, I actually gave myself the control to focus on myself and figure out what it is that I needed. Because to be honest with you, for so many years, I didn't even know what I needed. So I figured out it was, I need alone time. So if we're talking about our our mid-year kind of recap, have you met your goals? For the most part, yes, I have. 
obviously COVID was a little bit different. You know, we were stuck home for a while, but even while I was home, I was able to make walking time with you. And I made time to get out of the house to just walk around for a little while or do whatever I needed to do. So I think, yeah, I think looking back seven months, I don't know, our walks were about an hour, hour and a half. And we did that about three days a week. So you were I over at the goal. <laughs> I wasn't even calculating the time. I was just calculating the amount of space in my head that I had clear for the, that period of time. Yeah. I mean, I think I did. And you know what I realized, Tiffany, throughout that process of realizing this is a goal I need to meet. I didn't even realize how important that goal was to meet until I actually achieved the goal and started to achieve it. Because right. obviously every week was different and it was changing, but I didn't realize how good I was going to feel until I actually set the goal and followed through with it, which is important for people. I think, you know, that creates empowerment in yourself to figure out what's the goal that I need to set and then can I accomplish it? And how am I going to feel once I do accomplish it? Well, then it becomes part of your life and part of your lifestyle and it becomes less of a goal and just part of your everyday kind of routine. Absolutely. Which is kind of the point, right? If people yeah. are going to stop smoking, the whole point is so they don't have to wake up every day and think about how they're not going to smoke that day. The whole point is after a year, they're just over it and they don't even think about it anymore. You don't even think about it and it just becomes, you know, yeah, part of, part of your daily routine. But I think what's hard for most people, I would say, is trying to change up that daily grind. You know, there's coffee shops named, I think, The Grind. There's yeah. a coffee shop at um, University of Florida where I went to college and I think it was called The Daily Grinds. And it was cool. I never realized the importance of the meaning until now, sitting here age 40 looking back. And I'm like, whoa, holy cow. Daily grind is really important. But you have to really take effort in yourself and in your planning to break up that daily grind. Because I feel like people get in like, I don't know, you want to call it a funk or just like a bad headspace. There's all kinds of names for it. And they can't change it, you know, and they That's feel what I like mean they about can't the wrench. Change. Like people are so regimented that if one little thing goes wrong, it's like their entire day is destroyed and they're in the worst mood ever. And, we and talked, everybody else around them is in yes, a bad mood now, and we, too. And we, it's funny, you know, we talked about pet peeves before, and that's kind of one of mine, too. Like, it is what it is. Like, you know, you can't you can't control so many things. Again, you can only control your reaction. Don't get me wrong. If, if a wrench gets thrown into my day, I get a little pissy for a short period of time as well. But it's normal. But, I mean, what are you going to do? Let that affect the last six hours of your day? I mean, that's on you if you choose to let it affect the last six hours of your day. So, you know, I mean, for me, when it comes to kind of like reevaluating goals, I usually have very career-driven goals. Sure. The rest of it, I think I have on pretty good cruise control, and I'm good. Like, I'm good with my self-time. I'm, I'm good with, you know, my, my office work and oh, things you're, like that. You're really good you, you pat yourself on the back a lot I'll pat yourself on the back <laughs> pat your back too for time management skills I've I mean guys I've never seen anyone with impeccable time management skills like you have I mean well we talk about it I'm like oh yeah we can tape at noon but I gotta be out of there at 12 like yeah. 12 35 and like, I, I know need, you like, mean it because you have yeah. somebody waiting and you know that that's one of my goals that's been on my list I have not accomplished that one yet to try to stick to time management schedules and not allow myself to go over. Because even though 30 minutes of time with a client is very important during that time, if I go 45 minutes or an hour, my whole day is thrown off. The client is benefited, but everybody else that I have to deal with during the day is now thrown off a little bit. But most importantly, I'm off. And yeah. why? I, What's I the point? I totally understand that sentiment. I have a rule in my office. If you are late to your appointment, you do not get seen. That day or any day? That day. Okay. You need to reschedule your appointment because there's two reasons. One, my time is extraordinarily valuable. You find another doctor that runs on time. Good luck. Oh, <laughs> I run on time, right? The, I think the, yeah. the most I have ever been late into a room is probably 15 minutes. And it's because 
I didn't know the patient before had a lot of issues. I didn't know it was going to take as long as kind of what it did. And sure. that patient just needed at that moment in time, you know, a higher level of kind of acuity for me to take care of their issues. But, right. but I don't, be, you know, it's not fair. Not only is it not fair to me, it's not fair to the patient after that person. So if I have blocked 20 minutes for your appointment time, you're 15 minutes late. That means you get five minutes with me. It's not fair to you as a patient, and it's not fair to the patient after you because I am not going to be late for the patient after because you were late. That's not fair. That's and you not can't their fault. Really, you can't really see somebody in five minutes. No, What's the point? I mean, some doctors can, but I can't. No, no. So for me, you know, I think it's about setting, again, we spoke about it last week, realistic expectations for people. We right. tell them when they book their appointment. Your appointment's at 120. You need to be at the office at 115 because the doctor will be in your room at 120. Like that means the vitals need to be done, the EKG needs to be done, everything needs to be done. So, I mean. But let me ask you though, as a doctor, do you feel your patients get that message? Or are a lot of people late and they have to, you cancel them or your office cancels them? I don't see them, I cancel them. I mean, if they walk in late, But my they question don't is, does that happen a lot? Not with the new, well, not with the the regular patients because they know. Okay, so um, these are new patients. The, yeah, these to see are you? mostly new patients. But again, they're told on the phone they they if their appointments at one twenty. Really, their appointments at one ten. Like they need to be there early. And they need to be there early. Yeah. That's and so yesterday we had one, and he, you know, the, the patient was supposed to be there. Uh, was it yesterday, the day before? Anyway, it's like at one twenty, and it was one nineteen. He had not filled out any of the registration forms. And was I, he in the office? No. Oh. So the girls call like, oh, he's lost. I'm like. Okay, great. Let him find out where the office is. So right. tomorrow when he's rescheduled, then he knows where the office is so he can be on time. And he can fill out his paperwork and they, while you know he's what? waiting there. The thing is, is and they don't have a problem with it because, you know, my staff explains them in a manner that helps them understand. Like, listen, the doctor wants to give you the time that you deserve. If you're late and it's not fair to the patient after that, that was you after, you'd be upset too. You'd be annoyed. So, yeah. you know, if now listen, if it's something super acute and it's a patient I know and, you know, there's there's obviously, you know, yeah, exceptions, exceptions to the rule. Sure, sure. But I, let me tell you something, Lisa, I am out of my office every day by 5.15. Good for because you. Because I expect to be home and with my kid or at the gym or whatever. Right. You know, I run a very regimented schedule. It's now, important. when we talk about wrenches, that's why I do get upset when a wrench gets thrown into my schedule. Not if it's an unexpected and something I can't control. But if it's something I could have controlled, like maybe someone from my office staff or something at my house and something that I had full control over or some other adult had full oh. control over. <laughs> there you go. That's and they chose to, to not it. do something. That's when I get pissed because then it's like you and your inadequacy and failure to prepare for something has now thrown a wrench into my perfectly prepared day. And then you get, (laughs) yeah, you get annoyed, but you know, getting annoyed, you got to brush some stuff off the shoulder and move on and figure out a way to kind of pick up the pieces and, and, and make it work. One of the things that I was reading about when we were researching for this subject was, um, I always like to look to psychologists, you know, to Mm -hmm. see what their perspective is and how they're looking at different subjects, considering everything we've been through through 2020. So the American Psychological Association made some suggestions about how to make goals and keep your goals in light of the current, you know, crises that the United States is dealing with. Well, actually the world, I should say. And the American Psychological Association suggested focusing on just one behavior at a time is more likely to lead to long-term success. So I was thinking about that as I was planning for today and what we were talking about, I would probably have to say my one goal was self-care for 2020. And I think it was also related, you know, to me turning 40 and all that, which we'll talk about that another day. You're not even there yet. So it's not really an issue for you right now. (laughs) Ha ha. Exactly. But that was a turning point for me. And the whole concept of sticking to one behavior and trying to focus on that, I think is helpful. I I agree. I think, I think um, the vast majority of people are not super great multitaskers in general. And and now you're trying to multitask 
something to come to fruition that's in your head. I mean, it's like it's virtually impossible. So I, I agree with that. And I, you know, look, I, I mean, it's funny. I can, I, I, re, I don't realize how much I talk to my patients about goal oriented things until you and I start talking about oh, this, really? right? Yeah. Like, you know, people have a blood pressure goal. They have a cholesterol goal. They have a weight loss goal. They have a stop smoking date and goal. So it's funny. I actually talk about goals probably with my patients more than I talk about anything else. Cause that's what, you know, appropriately they should ask me, well, my blood pressure is high. What should it be? Okay. So we're setting a goal, But right? how do you help them implement the goal or do you, or is that more on that? Uh, no, uh, a lot of times I put a lot on my patients because um, I want them to do as much as they can themselves to try and prevent from having to be on medications unnecessarily. So, right. um, you know, they, for instance, they buy blood pressure cuffs. They, um, we talk about smoking cessation. Are they a person that can use patches or gum? Are they going to need medication? Should they go get um, psychotherapy? You know, so, so you more different... like monitor them, yeah. you would say, versus... Oh, yeah. Yeah have them they implement their own goal and then you monitor the steps they're taking yes. to reach that goal I, ha I have a weight loss program in my office so I actually do weight loss medicine and I know the patients that need to come in every week because right. they need me to yell at them if they haven't lost weight <laughs> and they will literally right. say like I'm making an appointment next week because I need you to hold me responsible because That's they great. can't hold themselves responsible and then I know the patients that literally can just do it on their own and they can see me once a month right so it's about learning people reading people but those people need to have their own goals as well and then we establish you know we 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 accomplish those goals together what would you say tiffany would be your greatest piece of advice for people who almost had to scratch off all their goals that they made if they made any for january 2020 and uh, you know like a tip for them to restart or restructure their goals to make this year really productive for them um my tip would be for them to realize that literally the entire world is in the same boat as them and it's okay to start over. That's a good, that's a good suggestion. I think people are afraid of starting over. I feel like they, they feel like they're failures when they have to start over. And I think this year should just be totally scratched and we should just consider August 1, January 1 and just start over. And redo everything. Yeah, and, and, and it's okay. It's okay. Look, failure, I, it's funny. I posted something on Instagram about failure. Like, Failure happens. Failure's good. Failure teaches you lessons. It's it's like we said last week. Like the word no is okay. Not winning is okay. Yeah. It, it's you know if you if you failed now, look at the reasons as to why you failed, and learn from those reasons. Right. If you had a weight loss goal, and I keep bringing that up because it's easy for me because it's what I do. But if you yeah. had a weight loss goal and you failed, why did you fail? Attack why you failed so that doesn't happen again. Right. So sometimes failure is the best thing that can happen to us. I think also when you think about family life and what, you know, people have been dealing with over the last couple months and what, you know, really goals they need to set moving forward as we start the school year and deal with all the ups and downs that are going to come and monkey wrenches from the school year and learning and all of that. But I think people should also try to take a moment and focus on one thing that was positive during the really basically from March up until For now. Sure. Find, instead of focusing on the negative aspects of what we've all been dealing with, and some people have spiraled really low down to the ground. I mean, I see it in court. I see it with my cases. I've even seen it with close friends and family. But I think finding one thing that's positive yeah. and focusing on that as you make new goals throughout the you know July, August, moving on. And I'll give you an example. One of the things that was really hard for me to deal with initially with our family was how we would, my husband and I would give each kid individual time that they needed in their own way. Cause I told you guys, they have totally opposite personalities, two girls, but it might as well be, might as well be girl and boy. Cause yeah. they're totally opposite. And, you know, we struggled a lot with trying to find what each kid needed. Cause you know, we're in our house. We're not, we didn't go a lot of places with them until they started camp in June. 
So, and it was really hard and struggled with it. Fights, tantrums, you name it, we had it. You know, we had days where our kids didn't want to eat or they would only want to eat one thing, blah, blah, blah. But looking back, I was talking to my husband about it and I said, one of the things that I've really accomplished throughout that, we'll call it the shutdown process, was we actually took the time to figure out what each kid needs and figured out which ways and what type of behaviors dictate emotional responses. And that was hard. I mean, you and I had talked Mm -hmm. about it. I had some rough times and, you know, you kind of helped me through it and gave me some good ideas about it. But I challenge people to think about that because figuring out now, even though we were kind of forced to figure it out, how our kids respond and the best way to communicate with them to get a positive response, it's a work in progress. But from a psychological standpoint, you know, we control our own thoughts. Sure. And the media is a shit show. Oh my god! I, I'm done. Please. I'm done with news. I can't even I don't, watch you name the stuff. news channel. I'm done. It's this person sucks. That person sucks. This person's bad. That person's bad. I'm super over it. I want to create a news station where all we do is talk about great news. Oh, there's an Instagram page called Tanks Good News. It's amazing. Oh, really? All it is is a whole bunch of good news on the Instagram feed. Oh, like, cool. We should post. This that. is why that's I really read neat. trash magazines because oh. I don't want. To, I do. I don't. I don't care about it. I don't want to know about it anymore. And it it's doesn't just, directly affect you. It's talking about like, other stuff going our on. Our country needs to get their shit together. Like and everyone needs to get their shit together. Yeah, get your head out a- of the it's garbage like can. It's like pessimism, pessimism, pessim. Like, look, we get it. There's a lot of bad things going on in the world, but why do we have to talk about that 24-7? Why? And people are why? obsessing because over it. Because someone's getting ratings and someone's getting paid for it. Ugh, That's gross. the reason why. And I just feel like we all just need, can't we all just get along? Like, yeah. I feel like, Kumbaya, like right? it's, not, it's not about even getting along. It's just about find the Finding optimism. Finding something find, positive. Find right. the glistening, glitter, the like silver, silver lining. lining. There you go. Yeah. You know, it's the truth. And focus it's so on that. frustrating. I'm starting to block people on my social Ugh. media pages that all they are putting on is negative garbage. Yes. You know, like I don't need you reposting what the news posted about Karen. Governor DeSantis or whatever. Yeah, all the Karens out yeah. there, you know, like, come on, post a positive picture of your kids smiling one day, you know, or, uh, you know, a new place that you were able to go to that just opened. Just, some people are just miserable people. And I just don't want miserable people in my life anymore. And I misery truly, loves company. I truly feel like people are miserable because they are incapable of seeing anything positive. And that's, you know, if I have to give everyone a goal, it's exactly what you said. Like, try and find some sort of silver lining and whatever the disastrous like life you're living in your own head is (laughs) figure it out yeah in your own head because probably it's not as bad as what you think it is but you dwell on it and you ruminate and you dwell and you ruminate and that's all you think about and then you obsess and everybody around you obsesses and then no one wants to talk to you anymore oh yeah karen (laughs) that could be the case (laughs) it's just so many karens out there but i mean it's it's amazing we started talking about mid you know midlife midlife mid-year goals And then, you know, it it come it it brings a good point. Like maybe we all need to just try whenever something horrible it's not about saying, well, at least this good thing or it's not about that. It's just like how how could this very bad thing that happened to me change me in a way that's going to make me better? And move forward from that. Yes. And try your best. It's not about finding necessarily the silver lining. It's about finding how whatever bad thing happened is going to improve you long term. And help you. And guess what? Or maybe you, know, you get to help other people because of something bad that happened That's what to you. I was going to say. And I, this is what I was thinking about as I was driving over here when we were recording. I was thinking about what has this podcast helped me do? Because I know we're helping lots of people by talking about things that a lot of people don't want to talk about and giving a positive platform for people to listen to. That's not the news. That's not your social media page with negativity all day long. But it actually taught me something. Meeting you and being able to talk about these difficult subjects sometimes has 
told me that even though you're in a negative situation, really positive things can happen from that. And you know what? When you're positive and you find goals that are positive, guess what? Guess what? Other people are going to follow you. Yeah. And they're going to want to be around you. And you're spreading support and positive energy to people that really need it, especially right now. Well, I have, um, on a lighter note, found some amazing Cabernets and red blends that have been delicious have because you? of all the COVID wine drinking. Oh, yes. You see, optimism, optimism, sure. I'll bring my wine it? list. <laughs> optimism. I've become very close with some people in my hospital that I knew, but we just all ended up hanging out. Multi- Actually, we're, he's, we're going to have him on probably oh, next yeah. week or the week after. The one we had lunch with the other yes. day. Yes. So, awesome. um, so, you know, I mean, you, you know, I've formed you're relationships stuck with people. in the hospital, but yeah, you're forming you, friendships with the yeah, people that are there. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. You know, so there's been definitely some, some good things that have come out of it. So I challenge everyone this week to try to figure out what you find that is positive in either your daily routine or something that's been positive that you've actually been able to, you know, experience between January, 2020 up until today, um, you know, July. July 2020, and figure out exactly how you're going to implement that positive goal and have other people learn from that goal. And I'm going to piggyback off that and say my recommendation for everybody is to be okay with the fact that you kind of have to restart because the entire world had to restart. And that's okay. And that's kind of, you know, I think between restarting and finding the optimism in things and resetting your goals and being okay that you had to reset your goals Look, I mean, look you, you have to reset. How many how many court hearings have you had to reset because of all this stuff? <laughs> all Everything's of getting reset. All of them. Life hit the reset button. I mean, yeah. I've got patients waiting on cardiac cats to get reset. I mean, every everything and every aspect of, of, of every life is having to be reset. So it's okay. You're not alone. It's okay. You're it's not okay. alone. You're not Make alone. sure you guys stay healthy and stay grounded. <laughs>